All right. Well, we um, are ready to get started. We are still missing one new member, Jeff Fry, um, but I think we can go ahead now that we have our chair and, and uh, call the meeting to order. Um, so if Chris, if you want to do that. Yep, we'll call the meeting of the Special Alcohol Funding Advisory Board to, to order at 8.33 a.m. And then this is Casey Toomey, Assistant City Manager. I might just um, remind everybody that we have shifted to a hybrid meeting format. So um, we do have one of our new members here in person with us up at the dais, and her name's Dorothy um, Hoyt-Reed. I'll let her introduce herself in just a minute, but uh, for, for those watching on the the Zoom and in the room. Um, this is my first time running the hybrid format, so I'll try my best to watch the Zoom and watch the room. Um, but uh, if I could ask for some patience as we get through the day, um, I would I would do that. So thank you in advance. Um, we don't have to do the roll call vote anymore um, for things. We can just carry on. So. Um, as we would if we were all in person. So, um, Chris, I'll turn it back to you. All right. <clears throat> so the first act agenda item is the approval of the March 18th, 2022 minutes. Chris, maybe before that, do you mind if we have Dorothy give her a quick introduction and maybe you all can introduce yourselves to her? That sounds, this is Chris. Okay. That sounds great. Sorry about that. Dorothy, you want to... Um, my name is Dorothy Hoyt-Reed. I'm a retired Spanish teacher. And now I make stained glass and I just wanted to get involved and, and I know Courtney Shipley from the minute she walked out. Well, she didn't walk out of the delivery room. The nurses <laughs> carried her out of the delivery room. Her mother and I were best friends, but I live here in Lawrence and Breesdale. Great. Courtney, I... Dorothy, I was excited to see your name on there. We've got a bunch of the old Van Gogh crowd on here. So oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we go way back. <laughs> this is Chris Cohart. Dorothy, thank you for serving. We appreciate you your volunteering your time to this committee and to this board. And I look forward to, to working with you on, on this committee. Hey, Dorothy, uh, nice to have you joining us. My name is Daniel B. Smith. I, I did also formerly work at, at Van Gogh, as, as Mandy indicated, but I currently work at Lawrence Lewis County Public Health as the communications officer. Uh, hi, um, my, sorry. Uh, my name's uh, Tim, um, Tim Giblin. Nice to meet you. Hi, Dorothy. I am Kim Johnson. This is my second month on this committee. So um, good to have another individual. I have only been in the Van Gogh building one time, so I don't really have any association there. I do serve as a board member on the Boys and Girls Club, and um, I look forward to your input in moving forward with this uh, committee. Great. Dorothy, sorry, I didn't follow the instructions and introduce myself. I'm Mandy Enfield. Um, I was at Van Gogh for a long time, and now I am the operations director at the United Way. This is Chris. I didn't follow instructions either. I'm Chris Gohart. I'm a CPA in town with SSC Advisors. I, I have worked with Van Gogh for a really long time as well, so I, I got to uh, work with Mandy and Dan for a long time. 
I don't know if we're all going to have to recuse, our, recuse ourselves if Van Gogh applies for, <laughs> even though none of us technically work there anymore. Okay, this is Chris Gilhart. Um, so we'll move on to the first agenda item, which is the approval of the March 18, 2022 uh, committee meeting minutes. We have a motion to approve the minutes as presented. Um, I, I'll, uh, Mandy Enfield, I'll, uh, I'll make a motion to approve. And I just want to note that um, some of the things in our uh, annual report agenda item reference our previous meeting. Um, and I, I don't know that, I mean, I, we don't have detailed minutes, so I don't think that those specific things need to be in there, um, but we will, we will reference um, some, some direction that was from the last meeting. So I move to approve the minutes. I have a second. I'll second. Oh. We have a motion to approve and a second. All in favor? Say aye. Aye. Seeing no dissenting, no. Aye. Motion passed to approve the March 18th, 2022 board meeting minutes. Um, I missed who seconded the motion. Sorry. I Tim did. Tim, okay. Thank you. Yep. Sorry, was that to me? I apologize. No, I just missed that you had seconded the motion, so wanted to get that. You're good. Okay, uh, moving on to the next agenda item, which is uh, the approval of the 2021 annual report. Um, and this is the report that we kind of tabled from the last meeting to add some language to it. At which Kim and, and Mandy were kind enough to, to put pen to paper on and help us put what our annual report is to the city. Um, we tabled it partly because this was our opportunity to actually get a public document in front of the city um, and kind of not necessarily explain our case, but um, provide some more depth as to what we were hoping for and going forward with this committee. Um, so has anybody... Has everybody had a chance to review what was put together by Mandy and Kim and, and staff previously had helped put together a preliminary annual report for us? Any, any discussion or, or tweaking of the, the language that we used? Mandy here, um, I'd be happy to walk through some pieces of it um, if that would help everybody have a discussion. Um, and then I just wanted to add two things. We, we talked about a 30 minute meeting this morning. Um, so I don't wanna, I don't wanna push us over that. And um, I didn't note in the pieces that I submitted that um, in the annual report attachment for the last meeting, there was that email from Alex um, I can't remember his last name um, that was attached. And I don't, I don't want this to override that. I think that was an important addition um, as far as um, at the least for public participation. I, I want to encourage, encourage that interaction. Um, and I appreciate that he did that. Um, so if anybody wants us to, him or I, to walk through it or answer any questions, we're happy to. I think that would be more compelling uh, and valuable than watching us all kind of re-review this in real time. So I, it would be much appreciated if 
you or and or Kim would like to kind of walk through it. Good deal. Do you want Good. me to share my screen or do you just have um, what you need in front of you? Does everybody have a have the ability to have the, the document in front of them or would you prefer that we have the Mandy have share her screen or have Casey keep the, put the document up? You know, Smith, I think we, I'm, I'm fine just have each having it up separately. All right, so Mandy Enfield here um, at the top of the document is sort of a outline and rationale of our approach. Um, the language, the first point language already approved by the board. Um, I said C minutes and memo, but um, those items we discussed in the meeting and I can't remember exactly what they were. Let's see, four through seven. Um, so we had agreed right before Kim popped off the meeting on some bullet points that are uh, to speak to funder grantee power dynamics in regard to um, public participation and allowing the agencies the opportunity to advocate for themselves without fear of losing the opportunity to apply for funds in the context of the, the lack of process around the potential funding that is still available. Um, transparency with the board, public and agencies. Um, there's been some mixed messaging around how these funds will be distributed. It started out as a RFP vendor process, but then transitioned to an internal city process um, without any um, information being shared about that. Uh, and initially it was um, mentioned that this board would be part of the RFP vendor process. Um, and then that change happened again without um, any conversation or update, we just happened to, to fall into that information um, in our November meeting. And then number six, clarity of process and timeline. Uh, again, going back to um, funder grantee power dynamics and transparency, that's what, that's what we need to have um, the public and these agencies um, understand the full picture so they can properly apply for funds, advocate for themselves, or speak to um, share their thoughts on how things are being implemented and funds are being distributed. Um, and then the liaison preference was added, I think, um, before Kim hopped off. And that is um, in regard to potentially Casey not having the capacity to be the liaison for this board and um, will uh, have the authority to appoint a new liaison. Um, so we just wanted to speak to how these funds have been transferred to a specific city department, um, the housing division and how that would play into our ability to advise these funds. So those were, that's sort of an outline of what we, what we did. Does anybody have any questions before I keep going? No, okay. Um, and can hop in any time if I miss a, a point that we had included in here. Um, the background, the agency annual reports, I think that's all the same um, from the initial annual report that we looked at and it's sort of template language. Um, what I, what Kim and I did was we added some language from the strategic plan framework. It is, it's used to um, determine how, fund, how, how funds are spent during the city's um, priority-based budgeting 
process that's new last year. Um, and then some language um, from our bylaws that focusing on the, our purpose is to um, give advice on how these funds are allocated. Oh, that's the umbrella guidance that we have. Um, so we tried to frame all of this language in the context of our role, our role being to um, advise how these funds are allocated um, and really stick to just factual information, um, not leaving no, no emotion or opinion in here, just, just stating within our role um, how we would like to see things um, happen in support of the agencies um, serving homelessness efforts and social service prevention work um, in the community. Um, any questions so far? You guys have any thoughts on including those two pieces of language sort of as a frame or, or guidance for the document? Nothing? Okay. Um, now let's see, future role of the board. One question. I just sure, noticed yeah. uh -huh. the, the, the number in um, the 1.4 million. I was curious then in parentheses, it says 777,000. I wasn't sure I couldn't tie to those numbers. Sure, sure. And I'd appreciate, um, I appreciate your feedback on any of the numbers, Casey. The 1.4 million and the 770 I pulled from some document um, that is the 1.4 is, I think it's actually 1.398 something. And that's the combination of the general fund dollars and the alcohol tax fund dollars that made up the full social service funding or the that those two grant opportunities. Okay. Um, and we are only speaking to the 770, um, but because the both of those funds were were combined um, and reallocated to the housing division. I wanted to reference that. Okay, does that so, make sense? Yeah, so it is the one point one three nine. One point one three nine is the combined total. Okay. okay, can we put in the minutes to uh, make a note to change that? Yep, I will highlight it. One point one three nine, but I I'm not going to write that number down. Will you remember it? Yep. Is the 770 accurate for the alcohol tax portion? I'm going to look. I got to look on a different spreadsheet to find that. But okay, I'll look. I'll look. You can keep going and I'll, I'll look while you, you talk about the, the next part. Excuse me, this is Chris. Could we add maybe just a little at, at the end of the 1.4, say that of total social service funding? Yeah, I need to pull up my Word document so I can type in it. I have it open in Acrobat real quick. Let's see, let's see. Or, or some language like that where it is defining that as mm -hmm. both of those combined. I agree. That would be good. We are right after though it's gonna be one point one three nine. 
and Chris says to add, what was your language, Chris? This is, this I is mean, something combined. like, one point, yeah, 1.139 million in combined social service funding okay. or something to that nature. The way we articulated it throughout the budget process last summer was uh, refocused outside agency funding. I don't know if that's helpful language or not, but that was how it was referenced through our budget presentation materials. So maybe it's outside agency funding there? Is this the is Ken Johnson. I think that we should um, label the funding what the funding was intended was intended to be used as. So whatever the state calls it when it comes over is what we should be calling it so that we can cross-reference. It's always just good for, um, you know, being aware of our allocation expenses. I think so, the 1.39 is two different allocations from the state. Part of the 1.39 is the general funding, this money from the city's general fund, and then some of that, which is the 770 we, you guys marked here, is what came from the state as, as part of the special alcohol. Is the, alcohol tax revenue okay so this is two different funding streams yeah, yeah. and and okay. i i concur and i i i hear your voice but i'm just um recommending that whatever we have called it in the past is that we so uh, I, I and i haven't been here in the past but i know that casey had stated well last summer we called it this so if that's what we've called it over the last however many years then we should continue to call it that and I don't want to get caught up and you know I just want us to be consistent and um you know transparent mm -hmm. um yeah yeah I think I think that's good so we'll say um outside agency funding is was the I think an umbrella term for both applications is that correct Casey that is correct. Okay, and then I will add um, special alcohol tax um, fund is for special alcohol and drug programs. Should we include that in the parentheses? Where are we? Yeah, I'll change the alcohol where in the parentheses where it says alcohol tax dollars. I'll say special alcohol and drugs. Does that, does that make sense? Is that the right, on the right track to sort of indicate what the funding is intended to be for? This is Chris, uh, yeah, I would agree. Okay, all righty. This is Casey, I found the, the breakdown. So of that one, 1,139,800,000 actually came from the special alcohol tax fund and the other 339 was from the general fund. And those dollars in the city's general operating fund are not alcohol tax dollars. Right. Okay. Locally. And just to clarify, the difference, and if I'm getting into the weeds, let me know, the difference between the 770 and the 800 represents the fact that not all of the dollars in the special alcohol fund were part of this grant fund. Okay, okay. That make, that's, I, I appreciate that because I, I 
was sure I read 770 somewhere. So good to, you good to know. Thank you. Um, and so we said refocus outside agency funding that was reprioritized from, oh, we sort of repeat that. Um, I'll fuss with it a little bit. Attached is the annual submission. Um, so this is Chris. So maybe at that where it's 2021 alcohol tax grantees, you tweak that to the language okay. you're going to tweak before. Outside agency. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that, that might be where you do that special alcohol. Okay. Just like the 770. I think you probably use that same language. Okay. Did say 2021 special alcohol and drug program funds grantees, drug program grantees. I'll take out funds. Um, we choose this opportunity to share book forward feedback, evaluate the use of city funds by recipients. I didn't type it all out because it's in the ordinance. Um, so there. Anything else on that section? Um, agency annual reports. This is the, the language that we talked about that we um, approve them and move them forward to the commission and commend the, the agencies for their hard work during the pandemic. And we also appreciate that they um, took the time to complete the reports thoughtfully and thoroughly, um, despite the lack of funding opportunities in the media in the immediate future, um, i.e., they didn't do the thing where you don't show up to work on the last day of a job. Um, <laughs> so uh, that sort of stuff we talked about before. Um, yeah, and then, well, huh? this is Chris. Uh, let's tweak that to March eighteenth. I think that was our meeting. Oh, sure, sure. Thank you. Numbers, numbers get me, guys. Um, cool. And then we had talked about, um, we don't want this, this feedback to imply that we don't support the city's effort around homelessness, prevent, um, homelessness efforts, um, and that we do, um, support that it's a really huge, important effort. It's a historic amount of money. I think it could be you know, major, and I'm excited about it. Um, and I think as a board, we are also excited about it. Um, but this letter is in the context of the process and um, and the best evidence-based practices and decision making informed decisions um, with uh, needs assessment and identifying those pieces before the decisions of um, using the funds for direct and emergency services is made. Does that paragraph communicate all of that adequately? Um, Chris, yes, My, okay. I, I like it. And the next paragraph sort of continues that, that messaging. Does that sound good? And then again, I'm sorry uh, to be difficult. I no, I no, I appreciate I'm struggling, it. I'm struggling a little bit with my role here because uh -huh. this is the board's document and I want it to reflect what uh -huh. you all believe. Um, I, I'm not sure that part of it is accurate, but I don't want to 
in, interfere. I don't want to be perceived as giving my commentary. So um, I don't really know how to proceed, but I just wanted to note that the, the, the majority of the funding is directly connected to the homeless needs assessment, which is yet to be completed. I'm not sure that, uh, uh, <laughs> that that's exactly accurate. The majority of the, I mean, the majority of the funding has already been um, fig allocated, if we can uh, use yeah. that word. Yes, yes, yes. So, has so already been. Maybe again, maybe I'm getting too technical here, so I'll just be quiet again. <laughs> no, no, I agree. The, um, the homelessness needs assessment was seventy nine thousand, which right, which technically isn't the majority right. of the funding. Um, so we have- Right, but the um, service, the, 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 the dollars that have been allocated mm -hmm. to um, Burt Nash for the homeless outreach team and uh, to the Lawrence Community Shelter from that 1.139 are expected to be things that are gonna be in the homeless needs assessment, which is why we went ahead and allocated those dollars. So I, I guess that was the point I was trying to make is that that's. Um, so you want to say, this is Kim Johnson. Would you prefer to say allocated and anticipated? Sure. Okay. So we'll just note allocated and anticipated. Because if that's not in the needs assessment, like if that's not a result, right, then we have a different discussion. That's a good point. Um, and, and Casey, I, I really do, um, want your feedback on technical things and accuracy, because like I mentioned, I get turned around with numbers, um, and, and there's a lot of content here that I want to make sure is accurate. So I really appreciate that, that input. Um, and then I do have a question though. So I thought the one, one twenty nine for the homeless shelter, for the community shelter, I thought that was a different chunk of money. So again, the 1.139 is some alcohol money and some general mm -hmm. fund money put mm -hmm. into a pot. Right. Then that pot has been used or for contracts mm -hmm. with Burt Nash mm -hmm. or the homeless outreach team. Right. Some of it to the um, care center for the safe bar uh -huh. training and right, some right. to the community shelter. Okay, and so this, when the, the money in question with the community shelter back in, what was it, late February, um, was 129,000, and that was part of this money? I thought it was, I thought that was a separate general fund already budgeted line item. So it's 145,000. Okay. Um, that, that was um, given to the Lawrence Community Shelter and it's part of that 1.13. Okay. It was. Okay. This is Kim Johnson. Is it, <laughs> is there a, you know, like, uh, and Chris, I'm sure you'll love this word after finishing tax season, but is there a spreadsheet that says, here's what we got. This went here, this went here, this went here. I have a. You have to have, um, I mean, don't you have to. Because wouldn't that better explain, like, this money was for the group that we're setting here for today, the reason we're having this conversation and creating this document. Here's that money. 
Of that money, 79 is going to an assessment. Of that money, this month already went to this group. Of that money, this much is intended for this group. We have it, Kim, and, and I had this when we were writing, when we were working on this, and it does say community shelter. I'm sorry, um, Casey. So in the commission, city commission report, um, and it would be cool to have, have it in a spreadsheet. I, I, I would like to um, see it all in one place, but in the city commission report, it's 74 pages from February 15th, um, and it's in relation to, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, that that meeting that the community shelter where they presented um, and it talks about Burt Nash, 522,000 community shelter, 290. And they were talking about half, which was 145. Um, the city of Lawrence winter emergency shelter, 70,000 um, neighborhood association 20 and then the safe bar at 17. And then we have Two, there's 219 in general funds left, but I think all of the all of the alcohol tax funding has been used, right, Casey? That's correct. Okay. Is there a way to get a copy of that with, sorry, Kim Johnson, is there a way to get a copy of that without having to go read through the 700 and however many pages? I'm just looking for efficiency. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about effective. I can send you just the first two pages of the document because the rest are the contracts, I think, with. I was going to see if I can. I downloaded it, I think. That's how I printed it. Okay, see, if you can just send me the budget part, I am giving you a virtual hug. <laughs> all right, now let's see if I. I'm just going to say LCS, et cetera, in this. Um, Burton Ash Safe Bar, LCS, et cetera. Allocated and anticipated and partially defined, directly connected to homelessness, which is yet to be completed. Please note previous years, allocation to the first half of the funding would already be distributed to grantees. And Chris, that goes back to um, one of our very first conversations. Um, I think it was in August 2021 when we learned about the shift um, and you had had talked about the timeline um, in regards to the agencies being able to properly budget um, with this with this funding shift. Um, and I think it's important context um, in light of the homelessness needs assessment not coming out until some point in May, I'm anticipating late May, um, and being able to then make those funding decisions, identify who can be doing the work accurately, um, and then getting those funds distributed. We're going to be June, July um, at the earliest um, for the 2022 budget year, which, which is um, only six months to do some really important work um, with a big chunk of money and a big opportunity to, to make a big, to make an impact um, and homelessness. Um, is everybody okay with where we are on that? All right. Um, value and role of advisory boards. Um, the content in here is um, related to 
we're doing priority-based budgeting, which involves um, a lot of public participation and feedback. It's based on surveys and um, focus groups and different convenings that this this um, contracted, what are they, Casey, the advisor, specialist, whatever, consulting group. Um, are you, are you speaking of the, the consultant that we've worked with to implement yeah. budgeting resource X? Resource X. I just feel like I, we use a different um, title for their, their role, but I, I, you know, who, you know what I mean, right? I wouldn't describe the, their, their process as public engagement. So that's there why were, I'm confused. They, when I read their report in the process, they said that they included 3000 voices in that's the strategic, the city strategic, strategic plan, plan. Mm -hmm. yes. which that is was used to guide the priority-based okay. budgeting. Right. Um, okay. And and I think that um, we continue to want public participation and public engagement to to guide priority-based budgeting as as we continue to update the strategic plan and um, do start forming the 2023 budget. Um, does that is that clear or is it confusing um, language? I don't know. Well, not the language, we haven't gotten into that, but the rationale, the, the value and role of advisory boards, I think um, should be incorporated into that public feedback as understanding that there's a like highly engaged public participation and then there's more passive public participation um, such as surveys, um, anonymous, online feedback forms um, and these advisory boards are probably, not probably, these are the highest level of public engagement, committed volunteers, content experts, advising the city commission on um, community needs and um, use of funding. So I want to point that out and put that in here that if we're gonna use strategic plan, priority-based budgeting as rationale for funding, um, that implies that this that our feedback is, is valuable um, and our participation is valuable. Does the language here, um, does the language here serve that? This is Casey, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Mm -hmm. I would say that the strategic plan, the 3000 people that were engaged um, included probably some of the members of this board, um, or at least the agencies that they represent. Mm -hmm. um, many of the agencies that have received funding in the past too. So, so the strategic plan was to gather the community's priorities. Those priorities we use through our priority-based budgeting system. So yes, I agree that that you, this board has an important role. It, but I just wanted to, again, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, I get technical when we talk about these things because they are very complex, um, right. that the strategic plan is separate from our priority-based budgeting system. One informs the other, just like the work of this board informs um, the work of the commission. And, and, that, that's the, and that is information that I, I want this to communicate. So if, if, I think if you guys would glance at it, let me know if if it's um, not communicating that, um, I'll, I'll make some changes. The couple things I have on this section. So the uh -huh. last, the last sentence on the 
into page three, I think. Uh-huh. I don't have a problem with, with the statement as a whole, but just being clear that we're, that we, the selective data use yeah. is being used over ethical data use. Um, by stating that, we have to be pretty clear that that, that is what has yeah. happened. That kind of stu- stood out to me after I wrote it too. Um, so let me see here. So in the strategic plan survey, and we might be getting too far into the weeds with this, but in the strategic plan survey, um, homelessness was listed, housing was listed as options for feedback, Um, but those were the closest things to social services that were provided as a choice. Um, And I went back and watched the city manager's budget presentation and um, there's the journal world article where they say these agencies weren't producing outcomes that aligned with their strategic plan goals Um, and they use the the strategic plan feedback rationale is was that the public didn't prioritize social services. They prioritized homeless and that's why we're taking this. And I don't, I I wanted to acknowledge that that isn't accurate or ethical data use um, because it's not complete data. Is there a way to speak to it without getting too far into the weeds? Mandy, are you Mm -hmm. under the impression that the strategic plan feedback that was gathered was just through a survey instrument? No, I know. I understand there were um, there were different in person meetings too, um, and a variety of those. Um, and I read through the questions that were in the survey, and then the questions that were used as prompts during those conversations, um, and and looked for um, alignment between how that feedback was gathered, the prompts used to gather the feedback, and in the budget, you know, that there's, there isn't, you know, direct alignment for every funding decision. Um, And I didn't want to get too into it in this letter, because that could be a whole paper on, on specific items, but speaking to how maybe, you know, however many points that were, in the strategic plan feedback and, and input collection, you know, versus the number of, I think about like lining up fields when you do like, when you import data into something and you have to line up your Excel fields. And if there isn't, you know, there might be fields in one thing that don't have a correlation in the other. Chris, money man, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are better words for this. <laughs> I'm not a great author. I'll say that. But my uh, Kim and I is thinking on this. Do we make? Does this make sense? Like the general concept that I'm saying, or? Yeah. No. I I I agree with what what you're saying. Um, that we want to make. Yeah. That we 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 only use certain information to make 
determination as to that, that this was the right funding priorities. And maybe we didn't take the entirety of that information in, into consideration. Um, and for the city manager to directly say that the uh, social services weren't a priority based on the strategic plan feedback, I think is, is twisting and manipulating that, that data. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it bugs me. Um, and I don't wanna get into my personal opinions and emotions around about how that made me feel angry. And I thought it was disrespectful to social services um, it was also mentioned that the process was contentious. Um, I think there was some disparaging remarks uh, made towards social services by the city manager. And um, this is my scaled back language, um, trying to, to not in, um, embed my um, personal anger and thoughts on that. We're, we're at... We're at 45 minutes. This is Chris. It's 45 minutes now. We want to make sure that we keep this somewhat mm-hmm. short as we wanted. Does anybody have any any suggestions as to what, as, as Mandy had explained, and of, of maybe how we can tweak this or help her find the right words to convey that same message, unless anybody in disagreement with that message that, that we're all kind of moving towards? And, and let me say this. We're having some changes to this, so my, my assumption is that we're not approving this, this document as it currently stands in this meeting, that we'll probably do a final approval at the June 17th minute board meeting. I think that's our next meeting, right? Yeah, um, I, because we don't have an option for like an email vote, do we? If we were, if I were to make these edits and then... Um, so we, do we, do have the, we do have the option of if you record in a motion the changes that you want and the board says make these changes and forward it to the commission um, if that's an option if the board feels that the motion captures the changes okay. if that makes sense like the like the 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 changing the number and the changing of the date those are things that are we don't have to come back again and put that in front of you all to see that, yes, we changed those two things. We can play with that maybe after we're done, Chris, and see if it's too squishy for people to feel comfortable with that or if people are comfortable with the language changes. Yeah. One suggestion and then, and then I decide. might make is to end the paragraph after the sentence, advisory boards should be equally as important as data analysis, period. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to read this and, and you help us remember okay advisory board should be closed more into state analysis and then not include any any commentary on the strategic plan specifically. What does the rest of the group think about that? What this is Chris, what, what if we just what if we just took the last sentence up? Because I think what the right before so the what Casey was saying we end, you do speak to what you're what you were trying to convey, which the response feedback was led didn't speak to social services, the lack of mm-hmm. inclusion of this language. 
not be justification to remove these funds from the intended purpose of, of the okay. ordinance 33. And then that's just take out that, say, that right? pretty, you know, the, this board does not accept the practice is it's pretty heavy. You know, it, it's, it's pretty, pretty strong statement. I'm, what do you think, Kim? Are you okay with taking out that last sentence? Yeah, I am. Okay. Is everybody else good with it? So it'll, right. the last sentence will be stated in ordinance number 33. Yes. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Well, and then like it goes on. I think it might be in another paragraph, the second next paragraph, knowing that by population. Oh, I, I, I didn't scroll. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I can't tell too, because it's at the page break, if that's another paragraph or not, um, but we'll delete. Yeah. I think that's another paragraph. Um, so we're taking out that sort of judgment. Yeah. Um, one not judgment sentence. All right. And in but that Lee, last paragraph in this section, sorry, Casey, this is Chris. Um, I know BIPOC and CPPR are generally mm -hmm. general usage terms, but I think anytime we're, we're shortening anything, I think it's always great if someone isn't clear as to what that is to, to fully define those or use the full, agree. Know, full term agree. Of, of both of those. So everybody's very clear. We'll spell out the acronyms and parentheses following those, or yeah, spell them out, following both of those acronyms. I don't think we refer to either one of those throughout the rest of the document. So yeah, I think it's okay to just do, do it here. Because if, if we were going to speak to either one of those throughout, I would do full acronym first and then acronym. So then we kind of refer, we can say BIPOC thereafter as opposed to the other mm -hmm. way around. But that's just Mrs. Casey, what was the second one? I got BIPOC. What was the other acronym? CPPR, Center for Public Partnerships and Research. Um, and we might even want to say University of Kansas Center for Public Partnerships and Research. And then I hyperlink to the Lawrence Times article there. Um, Casey, if it's more appropriate or if you, if the city has a pol uh, process around hyperlinks versus attachments, um, you can make that call okay. on that specific article. I just want that graph to be um, referenced as um, important data around um, outcomes that the, the funded agencies are, are producing. Okay. All right, funder grantee power dynamics. We're almost done. Um, we, I sort of talked about this when I introduced it. Um, we've had this, I think, language that I that we termed dangling carrots um, throughout the process. And I do reference some sources in the attachment um, to sort of back up, to not to sort of, to back up these um, pieces, but from the from the very very beginning starting in august it was stated we aren't taking social service funding away it's just going to be focused on homelessness some agencies will still be able to apply for it um and that's that that is that continued on until just recently um and then there's also some ambiguity that i didn't include in here um within another um the OpenGov budget portal that 
has, uh, what is it, 2.9 million to social services and zero to homelessness is how that looks. So I didn't pull that in. I think that's too much, but there is a variety of ambiguity around what funds are available to social services. And if these agencies who aren't going to be able to apply for grants like they have for the last 20 or more years, um, if they're gonna be able to access funding out, outside of this, this process. Um, and that has been, that has been, um, communicated multiple times that they, they might have access to money. Um, and again, that, that prevents them from having the opportunity to advocate or speak up um, about the process. Does anybody have any language changes for this section? All right. This is Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fences to the term of abused the power. Abused, yeah, that's, some, that's strong words. Um, where did I put it? Where this did we put it? Second to last sentence. The city commission abuses power and disenfranchise the. Tim and I, can't, we, can't, we ramp it up as we get towards the end of these paragraphs, <laughs> don't we, Tim? <laughs> um, Timothy Smith, yeah, the, uh, you know, I, I, love, uh, I love sending a, uh, you know, a spicy message. I think it, you know, gets people's attention, but uh, I do think that um, as opposed to saying that they abused um, or silenced, we could say that they created an, an abusive power dynamic. You know, um, I, I think that some of the, the problems, yeah, yeah. some of the problems that have arisen are not, you know, you know, I think a lot of us believe that it's not entirely intentional. It's a byproduct of, of, of the actions being taken. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, some slight tweaking there might be nice. Yeah, um, and I think it is is good to maybe even acknowledge uh, um, unintentionally. Yeah. Um, the city and commission created an abusive power dynamic and disenfranchised the frontline social service providers in our community. Um, I don't know, may, well, maybe we shouldn't speak to intentionality because that's mind reading and we're not trying to do that. Um, but say, never mind. Oh, go ahead. Nope, never mind. <laughs> Withdrawn. Could they also be, um, I mean, you could just say that they have made it very unclear about, I mean, it's me, it seems really unclear what their purpose is for the social services. And maybe you could just say intentionally or unintentionally, they, They've created a confusion and, well, what, what's the rest of it say? They've disfranchised the frontline social service providers in our community. I like that. The impact of their intent. Um, and then what Dorothy just said at the end, disenfranchised. Well, that was the words in the. In the yeah, <laughs> but that's, I mean, I would just change that around. Where are we? The impact of their intent? Is that? Where, you're saying where, instead of the city commission, you're saying the impact of their intent disenfranchised the frontline social services that which are. But don't we, are you saying we should not state who they are, Chris? No, I was just trying to clarify where Mandy was looking for where we were, where we were. Is that, were you guys wanting to replace that? Or are you saying the city commission? How about intentionally or not on a 
the city and the city and, and commission. I'm, the same city does that imply city staff, or should we say the city staff and commission created an abuse of power dynamic and disenfranchised the frontline social service providers in our community um, through lack of clarity or through confusing feedback? I, I would, if, if we're going to, I think that's all right. I, I would go to lean more towards what Dan had said, which has created an abuse of power dynamic instead of saying that they abused the power because I think that does yeah I, I changed that to create an abuse of power dynamic so right now it says intentionally or not the city and the city and commission created an abuse of power dynamic and disenfranchised the frontline social service providers in our community period um, and then I was so my question is instead of period saying through um, confusing and unclear I don't think you need to add anything else at the, after okay. that because okay. I think it's pretty clear. Okay. All right. We good then? I'm going to highlight that just to make sure. Hopefully, don't. Transparency, the only, huh? The only thing I have in this section is I would say um, where, where we say that half of the funds were distributed without a process. Okay. Um, I would actually say a public process. Because okay. I think the city I did agree. have a process as how they chose those those recipients. Without a public process, um, and we assume because we still don't know there was what the process was and if it was consistent for. Um, but I'm okay with just saying without a public process, if that's okay with everyone else. This question. Okay, I have uh -huh. a question. So. Uh -huh the contracts with those agencies for the homeless mm -hmm. outreach team and the Lawrence community shelter were on agendas um, where they were approved and those dollars were allocated. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that constitutes a public process or not. Um, so could I just you, wanted to offer that. Yeah, could you add um, without a public process and communications with SAFAB? Because isn't that kind of the intent of doing this letter well would it be a public application process is what casey's saying would would make that yeah there was absolutely the public had an opportunity to to come to the meeting and say hey we don't agree with this here's what you're approving for these funds so oh. what, 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 what i think what we i think what we need to speak to is the process that gets them to the point of presenting at a commission meeting so where we've gone from in 2018, the city commission um, made a point of saying, we aren't having folks show up outside of the budget process and just ask for money at city commission meetings. Um, and that was, that was a 2018 um, effort to really standardize how, how this goes. And now we're back to, if you want money and you align with the strategic plan, show up and ask for it. And that's not stated anywhere how to how to access the process, I guess. And this is Casey. I, I, again, stop me if I'm overstepping. I, I think that the, the homeless outreach team and the Lawrence Community Shelter were agencies that the city has partnered with for a long time. Sure. And so 
they didn't show up outside of the budget process to ask for money. Their contractual arrangements that we have with those two agencies through a negotiation process were expanded. So we don't bring every contract that we have before the city commission. Um, we have purchasing thresholds where things over a hundred thousand come to the city commission. So that's more similar to the process that we're moving toward. We've tried to be clear from the beginning of all of this, that we were moving away from an open, open grant process to using these dollars towards the, the, um, achieving the outcomes in the strategic plan through partnerships with particular agencies. So I, 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 I'm struggling a little bit with the, um, the process because we, it, it's, it's, if, if, if the criticism is that you wanted a grant process, that's different than a procurement process, which is what we shifted more toward. So it, that's the way I hear it. I hear what you all are, are, are saying, and maybe it, that's because that's the world I work in. So I'm just trying to understand what all you are, what you're trying to convey. Can I ask, this is Kim, can I ask a question? So it last prior to the situation that we're in, was this process handled differently? Yes or no? Uh, yes, it's, okay. been handled, it's been handled differently for uh, a lot so of the guess, years that I've been okay. here. <laughs> so part two, next year, are you going to continue to do what you did this year? I don't know the answer to that question. But is it your understanding as of this single second that you're going to do what you did this year? I don't understand the question because I don't do it. The city, okay. the city manager prepares a recommended budget and the city commission adopts the budget. Is your interpretation that next year they're going to do as they did this year? Like this is a new adopting okay. policy. And again, Kim, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be. No, you're fine. I'm just trying to, to be clear. What I would say is that our... Um, process to build the 2023 budget is just now starting. Mm -hmm. We have to, you know, uh, assess where the services that we are currently providing, where they are in terms of alignment with the strategic plan. That's what our priority-based budgeting process is helping us do. Um, that process is informed by a lot of things we've already talked about here today. What I guess I would say is that the, the homelessness and services to help folks who are experiencing homelessness, we believe was one of the top things identified through our strategic planning process that was not currently addressed in the services that we were currently providing as a city. So the city manager's recommended budget last year was to allocate some dollars towards that. I think it is very likely that the recommended budget will be to do that again. Okay. Does that answer your question? I appreciate that. So now what I'm going to say is, pardon me, Chris, I have a part three, is that that is the purpose of this letter. Mm -hmm. The purpose of this letter is to say, hey, you did this over the last how many years and you were inclusive in your decision and you have this committee, all of us sitting here today, 
That's the purpose of having this conversation. The purpose of this letter is to say, we're hoping that next year you are, you, you, you make these changes, but you're more communicative with the advisory committee and the public. I understand that they had a meeting and the public could have shown up. Um, but I think that that's just as easily, um, that can be interpreted in so many ways, right? That I could go in a rabbit hole and we'd be here for two days. So what I'm saying is the purpose of this letter is to call that situation out and to say, hey, Lens open. Let's look and see how we can do this with wide, eyes wide open versus eyes wide shut. Is the board, and that's why we are trying to do what we're doing today. So the board wants to go back to the open grant process. Well, was there something wrong with it? <laughs> Did it not include more groups that actually work with homeless instead of an interpretation prior to a um, analysis done by KU? If, if I'm a little unclear on where I'm supposed to be giving commentary and not, but I guess what I would say is that the decision to move away from the grant process was because it was not intentional in terms of the city's strategic plan. Nobody said that the agencies in the community weren't doing very important work. Nobody said that um, the work doesn't directly or indirectly relate to the outcomes that are outlined in the strategic plan. What the desire was is just like we're trying to align all of the dollars that the city spends with the strategic plan, we were trying to do that here and having an application process where the agencies could submit an application for whatever program they wanted um, and having this board choose from the applications that were received feels different than saying, here's the goal that we're trying to accomplish. Here's the uh, strategies we're gonna take to accomplish that goal. And we're gonna go out and partner with the people who are gonna provide the services that we think are going to move the needles related to the city's strategic plan. This Maybe is, that is, doesn't feel different to you all, but it does to those of us who work on preparing the city manager's recommended budget. This is Chris. Um, I, I would, what I was going to say is I think the process for next year is going to be more similar to the where it was this year than it would have been prior to that, if that answers that initially, like what, what the expectation is. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're necessarily as a advisory board saying we want to go back 100% to what it is, but you can do both. You know, the world isn't always an or, it can, it's typically an and. So if the strategic plan was set out by the city to say, here's what we're trying to accomplish, here's what we want to accomplish to the advisory boards, we need the funding to be this. You can do both to where instead of you guys making it the way it feels, whether it's, whether it's real or not, um, perception is reality. The way it feels is that you're making all the decisions and you may not have all the answers. You may not know what every organization in the community is actually providing from that context. Yes, Burton Ash provides 
the outreach. Yes, community shelter provides that, but there are other organizations that do provide something that fits within what the city strategic plan is. So if the guidelines are set as to here's what we want to fund, here's how we do it in an application process is there, people who actually provide the services can come to the table and say, hey, this is what I'm doing to help move the needle. And then a decision can be made in a different way than just, hey, these are who we've, here's who we've partnered for with in the past. Let's help, let's help them move the needle further. It can be moved in a broader context than way it feels like today which is mm -hmm. you guys making decisions and a change in it. And you I can think do both. I concur, Chris, yeah. and thank you, because that's exactly what I was saying, which is why I was saying, okay, what did we do in the past? What did we do this year? What is our intention? I just want to, because I know we're going through and we're handpicking different parts of this letter, but the money was handpicked. So I'm just saying, you know, transparency is important. Yeah. Also, I think if you have just... I'm not that they're not doing a great job, the, the homeless shelter and the other agencies, but what if you came up with some, if somebody came up with a new and innovative idea that would help with homelessness, they would have, they wouldn't be able to, what is the process that they would have to uh, ask for funding? Yeah, I think that's a good point, Dorothy, a lot because, you know, again, I think my biggest concern with this is um, I, I've done research for 24 years, right? So as soon as I was asked to be on this committee, I went out and pulled out the CDC and the BRFSS data that clearly shows um, what's going on in our city, right, for homelessness. And so I, and then, you know, luckily the Lawrence Times has, you know, that graph, which I think is pretty transparent. And so I'm sitting here going, wow. So can anyone just come in? Is it interpreted? You know, the, I, the, I think the end game is this letter is important, right? That we need to look at how we can work together versus how you guys say, well, I think this group might be the best. And then I'm going to pay someone to do a report. And I really hope that what I think is accurate, because if it's not, we have a lot of money sitting out here intended for a group when all these other people are then going to have this much time to use it if, if they get to apply. So we can carry on. So, Mrs. Chris, uh, Tim, Tim's got a hard out at, at 9.45, so I don't, I don't want to kick past this one at this point in time. I want to give Tim an opportunity to, if there's anything further that he might want to speak to in this section or the staff liaison section, um, let him kind of voice his point, and then we'll, we'll try to wrap this up um, quickly thereafter, but I want to make sure Tim gets an opportunity to say what he, he might want to say. Uh, Tim Gibbon, board member. Thank you, Chris. I just want to say uh, thank you, Mandy, for all, all the work you've, you've focused and put into this. Um, uh, there's the minor changes that we're going back and forth on. Um, I, I'm okay with the spirit of the letter as it's going right now. Um, and I appreciate you putting that together and I'm in full support. Thanks, Tim. And Kim too, Kim. Kim and I cranked this out late, late night the other day. This is Chris. Tim, you don't have any, any, any changes you might want in the staff liaison or section or, or any, anything here in the transparency of the process? As I see it, I like how it sits. Okay. 
Perfect. Thank Good luck you. with your solar panels, Pim. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's sorry. That's why I've been bouncing back and forth. I've had some questions and running out, but yep, they're throwing up solar panels right now outside. Cool. You'll be Smith. So, so should we um, go ahead and and make a motion or, or or see a motion to approve this contingent on the changes that we've discussed? I still am not clear on the the actual changes that we're doing for this section. Yeah. This is. Chris. Um, I want to go back to that real quick and clarify. Yeah, and this is Chris. We 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 still have a quorum. Um, I believe, don't we, Casey? With without yes. him. Yeah. Yes. So this, this is Chris, let, to Mandy's point, let's, let's kind of try to put a button on this one or a bow on this one as to what, what we want to say here. Um, and then try to quickly get through staff liaison if we could. So my understanding from the conversation is, um, you know, we, this, we started at the, the language where it says without a public application process. Um, it was started as without a application process and we included or without a public process and we add an application. Um, and then Casey, um, I appreciate you sharing, you know, the steps that were involved in the distribution of the, the funds that have already gone out. And what I notice in that process is there is no entry point. Um, and I understand those were organizations that were previously contracted with the city. Um, and so that was not an open door process, whether that's that's right or not for those specific agencies isn't isn't something that I want to want to judge. Um, but there still are funds remaining and um, these funds are going to be guided by the the report. Um, so there does need to be an entry point that is that is um, open to anybody who's providing the services. Um, that, that that align with the goals, um, the city's goals with these funds. Um, so for me, the the entry point is the 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 notable element, um, and then our hope for next year. I wrote we are hoping that next year you make changes to be more communicative communicative with the public and agencies, um, and. I don't know. I don't know where we want to start dropping those things into this paragraph. What do you What do you guys think? The first half of the funds were distributed to agencies who were already contracted to provide city services. The purpose of this letter is to say um, that over the last twenty years we had an inclusive process. We're hoping that next year. You make changes to be more communicative, communicative to the public and agencies and provide an entry point for these, an equitable entry point for, all, for these funds. Where were, this is Chris, where were you, where were you proposing the, that get put in? Um, I'm not sure where to put it, but this is sort of, this is the language that I kind of typed up as we were talking. The first oh, half of these funds. Oh, okay. So we're at that sentence. All right. And that might be an accurate first half, um, the first portion, because it's not exactly half. The first portion of these funds have been distributed. 
Have they been distributed and allocated? Casey, some of them hadn't been distributed. Oh, right? allocated. 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 Allocated and yeah. anticipated, I think is what we said earlier. Or agencies who are already contracted to provide city services, period. The purpose of this letter is to say that over the last 20 years, the process was inclusive. Was clear and inclusive. Period. We are hoping that next year changes will be made. Changes will be made for a more communicative. I said process a million times. Communicative process with the public and agencies um, allowing an equitable entry point. Casey, I have a question. Hypothetically, uh -huh. if next year we if we adopt the budget this fall for 2023 and we say, um, here are the RFPs that we are gonna put out for the services that we're looking for. Is that an equitable process or does that provide the entry point you're talking about? What is I think the so. And that was sort of what, what we had talked about role leading in up that. to this. Sorry, that, my question is, if, that, if it is, then what's the board's role? Because I thought this letter was about the role of the board. Mm -hmm. So um, the board's role is to advise how the city uses these funds. And so we are we're speaking within our role that the city use these funds in a way that is accessible and equitable and transparent. So um, now if we I don't know that we want to say that we should be part of that RFP process and assessing the value um, I, I would like to be personally, but I don't think we have the authority to request that. Um, if that RFP process wants to be done through the city or whomever is, is reviewing that, um, it was initially stated that we would be part of that process back in um, November. But um, my goal isn't to, to advocate for that right now. My goal is to just have a process that's not... Um, uh, you know, just whomever happens to have an inside scoop on how to get these funds. Does that yeah, make sense? You. It does. I'm just still trying to figure out, you know, we've had conversations with this group about how you all can, can um, be engaged in the work. And I'm not, I, I don't want to, I don't want to fail if, if the, if, and think that we're addressing the concerns that the board is expressing in the letter if we just have a more um, uh, traditional RFP process. If, if 
I, and, and maybe there's more conversation to come with the board of of the role of the board, but but uh, and I, and I, I appreciate I, guess I appreciate what defining what a traditional RFP process would be um, important in the future. Um, and then I, I do want to go back, and I think Chris was about to say this, um, but we haven't had conversations about the role of this board in the process. There were, you know, the first few meetings where we knew about it, it was said, we'll talk about it when we know more. We don't know anything yet. Once we know more, we'll talk about it. And then at the November meeting, Casey, is when you said, I don't know you know, where we've had a miscommunication, but this board does not have a role in this process. So there was the, our feedback when it was, there was the one meeting where it was like, let's talk about your role and how you align with the strategic plan. Um, and, it, and we were, we said, we don't know anything right now. Like we don't know what our role would be because we don't know anything about the process or timeline or, um, any of it. So I think it was, I think we said getting the cart before the horse and having that discussion about how we connect to the strategic plan as a board. Um, and then, and then it was, you know, sort of hard line. You don't have a role in the process announced in November. That's helpful. I, I, I think that, um, you know, it, it has been a year of transition for sure. And so I think, yes, that, that, we have revealed different um, information as we have figured it out. And so, yeah, I think, I think my recollection was the, the conversation in November happened. And then we came back and said, okay, let's have a conversation about the strategic plan and talk about that. And I get the point that's being made that without knowing the process, how do you, how do you fit into it? I, I think that's completely valid. I get that. So I appreciate the conversation about it and we'll keep talking for sure. This is Chris. Yeah, my, my recollection was at one point you asked us when what we where we felt like we fit into the process. And like we don't well, at that point, we didn't even realize that the money had been reallocated to to the internal departments. We hadn't, I don't think that had been defined by the city at that point in time either. So there was still I think some the, the crux of go ahead. Sorry. But, but going forward, um, I don't see I don't see just because it's an RFP process that that can that doesn't change what what we could do as an advisory board. I mean, we we have the capacity, just like with an open grant process, to review the RFP applications that have come in that are part of the special alcohol tax funding. That one third of the state funds that come through, and yeah, you guys are putting it into all one big pot is how you're distributing it. Um, but we can still be part of the process of of reviewing the RFPs. Do they fit with the strategic plan? Do they fit with what the city wants to do, but also within the guidelines of, of what our, our ordinance is as a special alcohol tax advisory board? Um, our, our confusion here is that it, we were just, we don't have any money to, to oversee. That's all internal city funds at this point in time. So for, for, for us to say, here's what our role is when we're overseeing nothing, it makes it very unclear. But if it's the same process, like, yeah, we're doing RFPs, part of it's coming out of here. We're reviewing, we're helping review the RFP applications to ensure that they are in alignment with the city strategic plan. It's homelessness, but it's also serving the special alcohol um, ordinance spending. And yeah, we can do that and give our, our recommendations to, to, to fund this RFP or to, to not fund that RFP. 
um, and, the, and the city has the right to say yes or no on, on whatever our recommendation might be. Thank you, Chris. I think that's awesome. I think that's the work that I would like for the group to spend more time talking through. Um, you know, back to the conversation about is it likely that this is going to be the same process for 2023? If it is, then we we have time between now and then to to figure that out. So thank you for um, for finding a way forward. This is Chris. So are we we good with what Mandy had proposed as changes to the transparency process and timeline at this point? I have one more. I want to be done in eight minutes. Okay, I added one more sentence based on what you just said, Chris. Additionally, this board believes that we can offer value in a future RFP vendor selection process as the reviewers and um, provide assessment of fund use. Is that reflective of what you just said? Absolutely. Okay, and then we worked through the other additions, so it'll just be a third paragraph on here. If we were getting graded on it, it's not like perfectly in order, um, so don't let any grad students read this. I've never um, proofread any piece of paper. I've anything I've ever read. My wife, my wife hates it. Like you got to proofread stuff. Oh. I wrote it. I'm sending it. All right. So I'm going to highlight just so we know that that's add a, an addition. Um, and then the staff liaison, I think, is pretty clear, um, just talking about um, re referencing our conversation around um, a department that is, is handling the funds and would be, um, wouldn't, wouldn't be benefited if, if they did, or might have disagreements with the sports um, participation. I, I don't want... I don't want there to be any conflict of interest there. I have a question about that. So uh -huh. for example, the Affordable Housing Advisory Board that makes recommendations for funding, uh -huh. the liaison to that board works in the housing division because sure. they're knowledgeable about the dissemination of city funds and they uh -huh. have subject matter expertise related to uh -huh. the work of that board. Right. Um, the conflict of interest conversation is confusing to me because that would be my instinct for this board. If these dollars are going to be to continue to be used by the housing division, it seems logical to me that someone from that division serve as the liaison to this board. But you all were very clear last week that that was a conflict of interest. So I'd be curious to have some clarity around that. I think a big variable is going to be this um, homelessness needs assessment, which I just my um, sympathy to CPPR writing this because there's so much it's it's being used to <laughs> um, to put off a lot of decisions and I'm not sure that everything all the answers are going to be in there but um, the the homelessness needs assessment we don't know what's going to be in that and I think that there's a chance that it's going to speak to prevention services um, and that's a place where there could be some some um, conflict in in the, determining how that funding would be best used if it, if there is advice in in prevention funding prevention services and this needs assessment that would be potentially affordable childcare or providing services to youth um, through job training um, that kind of stuff we have social service agencies that were previously mentioned. Um, as 
as doing homelessness work and being eligible for this funding when we were started the conversation. And I think having the housing division oversee this would eliminate, would create a scenario where that would be, um, it would be possible for those opportunities to be eliminated. This is Chris. So your, your point is that the, that this, the funding that comes out of the special alcohol tax money is more broad per se than just coming out of the housing. So yes. the subject matter expertise from the housing division is that point is somewhat negated because this, this, these funds could be in a broader perspective, perspective if, if we are including prevention as part of the funding that potentially would come out of this, this pool of money. I think Dan had his had a hand up. He might have a point. Gabby Smith, I, I didn't. I wasn't raising my hand. Uh, the, the automatic lights here sometimes go off if you sit too still. That's so funny. I, I actually recognize that because it happens at my office too. Where you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Um, and and I, I think this is this paragraph might be a little vague because it doesn't speak to specific scenarios. Um, but I also want to mention that this group in our last meeting talked about the ordinance um, and the language in it. Um, and I think we're still in a place right now where we're not 100% committed to um, totally accepting the use of these funds being handed to a department um, to then distribute. Uh, we, there's that we talked about that seems like a loophole um, and that we might have a future conversation about how this aligns with the ordinance language. Um, so I think leaving this vague um, leaves it open to have that conversation in the future. Yeah. My okay. last question, I guess, would be, I don't know who this would be in our organization. Mm -hmm. I don't know either. I don't know. The city The city website doesn't say who's in the departments anymore. So, I mean, it, ultimately, it's up to you, Casey, and this is the, this is our feedback on it. Um, I do right, believe we have the I'm bylaws. Questions, because I I, I oh. want to do I want you all to feel like you have a liaison that's not in conflict. We're all sure. on the same team, and I want it to feel that way. So I'm 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 trying and, to understand. It might be being a little too paranoid. Um, I I do want to throw that out there because we do have the bylaws to fall back on. Um, that, that speaks to the liaison's role. Um, and, uh, you know, if it, if it ends up being somebody from the housing division that, that would, might have the appearance of a conflict of interest as the department receiving the funding um, and distributing the funding for and determining the process and all that, um, we do have the, the bylaws to fall back on that, that talks about the role of the liaison just taking the minutes and lifting stuff to the city per, per to the commission as we requested. This is, this is Chris. So if we don't, uh, so if we have any changes to this section, does anybody have any, because that Kim's got to go. I want to make sure that if we can get a vote on this before we potentially okay. have, don't have a, a, a quorum that Casey, what would, what do we need to do to get a vote to, to change any, any, we do that now or we're going to try to wait till the 6th, 17th of June. 
I, I think that's up to you all. This is Kim. I can stay on for a couple more minutes. I, I honestly think that um, in some of the components, we're getting a little hand picky personally. But I, I mean, I think that this is, if it's vague, it's intended to be vague intentionally. So if we could just proceed, um, are there, you know, that would, I, I can give you about two more minutes, but I have got to run out the door. Right. The only Let's thing move. I have is to change the, 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 where we did the shortened or special alcohol tax advisor where it's a SAFAB. Make sure okay. we spell that out in those. I did uh, up above and put it in parentheses okay. so we could abbreviate Perfect. further on because it is a, it's a beast to type yeah. out. So um, I, I think I, would, I did. Well, I'll double check that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, and then if we move on from staff liaison, are we okay with including this action section in the letter? It, it directly ties to Yes, I'm okay. okay. And then signed respectfully, alcohol tax advisory board and list our names. Yeah. Done. And then, so the motion would be to approve with the changes um, that we discussed. And I took down language and read it back as we were making those changes in case I can send it to you. Um, I did mention like just refining the, the language, not changing any of the intent um, earlier on when, around the, that first section. Um, so I'll clean it up and, and send it to Casey if, if yep. we can do that motion. We have a motion to, to, to approve the letter with the changes that Mandy has read back to us during this meeting that will be directed to Casey post this meeting. So motioned. You have a second? Dean Smith, I will second the motion. And a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 And no, no, no dissenting votes. So the motion has passed. Thank think you I think we just have to run through the last. Minute. Thank you, everybody. Just last through a few things. Um, any new business? New business. Um, Leave it open for any public comment. Do we have anybody for public comment um, in the on Zoom or in person? We do have someone here in the room. Just where I go right here. All right. Well, first off, I wanna I wanna thank the board for this annual report. It speaks to a lot of how we feel at the Ballard Center about this process. Um, and I just want to speak to kind of what we see on the ground level with <clears throat> the intent of this funding. You know, we work day in and day out with houseless folks, whether it be prevention or actual housing, providing deposits, first month's rent, getting people off the street. And a lot of what we do is dictated by the experience of our clients. And one thing we have learned time and time again, is that when you have resources that someone else needs to stabilize, to survive, to thrive, there's a power dynamic. And when you have the resources that someone else needs to get by, you are responsible for that relationship. You are responsible for making sure that you're using clear and direct messaging 
to the folks that are trying to access those resources. You're responsible for reducing as many barriers as possible to those resources. And you're responsible for maintaining the trust within that relationship. That's what a power dynamic is. And the number one thing I've learned from serving folks that are facing the injustice of poverty is that the worst thing you can give a person or a group of people is false hope. It is traumatizing, it is unethical, and it sets them back further than when they first walked through your doors for help. To the board, thank you for this letter. When I read it, I was honestly surprised. It takes guts to write stuff like this. So thank you. And to the city <clears throat> at Ballard, we're in the trenches day in and day out. We know what the folks in this community need. And we know that we are responsible for the power dynamic we have with them. And so I just wanted to share what we've learned from our clients with you all today and encourage you to keep that in mind as you make future decisions. Because within this power dynamic, we're the clients and you have the resources. And we just ask that you use the insights that we've learned in serving those facing the most barriers to success in our community. Use those guiding principles we've learned from the people we're, we're supposed to serve in your relationship with us. And, and if we can do that, everyone's gonna have success. Thank you for your time, everyone. Thank you, Kyle, that was really powerful. I appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate the Ballard Center. Um, I wanna acknowledge your role in not just providing affordable childcare, um, accessible childcare, but also being an access point for the families um, to, to get um, homelessness prevention services like rent and utility assistance. So thank you. Any further comment at the, of the board? Dean Lee Smith, I just wanna quickly shout out everybody here, including the staff, especially the staff for making this all happen, the patience and the hard work. So thank you all. Did you have something? This is Chris Kim. Did you have something? Hi, Kim. Kim's. Oh, Kim and Tim are so similar. <laughs> um, let me turn down my other meeting that I just started on the sidebar. Um, no, I just thank you guys for um, um, hearing our comments today. And that, you know, the best part of transition is that change makes us stronger. And we, you know, we came out of this with a lot more knowledge than we had before. And we have an impact. And I just encourage this board to remember that um, we have an impact. And, and I'm not familiar with Kyle, but I think his statement is a clear reminder that we have an impact and we need to utilize our impact. So I wish you all a wonderful Friday. And I am going to have to sign off. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for all the work on this letter, too. It was much appreciated. Mrs. Chris, uh, Casey, do we have any further public comment? Anybody else present or, or on the call? 
uh, not in the room. Um, I don't see if I didn't ask if anybody was on the call that wanted to give public comment. I only see one other person. So if Mackenzie has anything she wants to say, but otherwise there's nobody else on the Zoom. Dorothy, did you want to say something? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say thank you too. I'm newbie here and just learning and, and this letter really helped, but I also, the comment about that Kim made about change, uh, you can either let change happen to just let it happen, or you can try to be a part of the change. Mm -hmm. And so we need to figure out what we can do to be part of this change and hopefully make it still a, an equitable and, and a good change. <laughs> So at this time, we'll, we'll, we'll close public comment and move on to our uh, final agenda item, which is the calendar. Is any, any changes? Does anybody have any changes to the calendar? Our next meeting will be June 17th um, and then September 16th thereafter. Um, the only thing I, if no one has any comment on that, the only thing I'd like to bring up with that is Mandy had made some points at the last meeting about some goals that we might have or some, some requests of what we we as a board kind of do it meet to be prepared at that at the next couple of meetings um, to educate ourselves to know what the process is especially that September 16th one but really coming into the June 17th as well of, of what what we want to be able to how we want to impact this process going forward in these funding I know at this point it feels as though we're we have no role and we don't have a lot to do over the next couple meetings because we, there is no funding for us to, to review applications or, or anything of that nature. But I uh, just want to kind of reiterate uh, what Mandy had said at the last meeting of make sure that we, we do that as, as a board. Thanks, Chris, for bringing that up. Casey, could you remind us, I, I know we de decided that our June, what did I say, what, July 17th meeting? June. Well, June 17th will put us ahead It'll, it's set to where we'll be able to be informed of what's going to come out in this in the city manager's recommendation recommended budget and then give us an opportunity to speak to it at the hearing, right? That's how the timeline works out. I'm going to confirm. Let me pull up the budget calendar okay. real quick. And I know the, that the process is starting now um, with the 2023 budget. So um, we'll want to keep an eye out on what city commission meetings we will need to tune into. So the, the city manager's recommended budget is um, scheduled to be distributed on July 9th. The first conversation with the city commission about the budget, um, I think, is slated for the third, second or third meeting in May. That's a high-level policy discussion. It's not on this version of the calendar, but is that helpful? So there'll be some conversation in May, but then the formal recommended budget won't come out until July. So I think the June meeting will be right in between those two. Well, and then we'll have the opportunity to call a special meeting if our August meeting isn't um, the right timing. Um, if we wanna talk about the July 9th recommended budget meeting, is that where we landed? Well, our, our, this is Chris, our meetings. Scheduled are June 17th, September 16th, and December 16th right now is what we have scheduled. But I think that was based off of the timing of how things had, had played out in the past in terms of allocation of funds 
applications distribution of funds. Right, just want to think about no if we want if we we might need to call a special meeting after July 9th if if it looks like it. Just keep an eye on July 9th. It'll be the big one to watch. This is Chris. Yeah, I, I would whether we hmm, call a special meeting or just change the calendar. Because I don't I don't know if maybe in July, then again in a September what what that might look like. But I think that June 17th meeting will be more clear and defined as to what meetings thereafter might look like. Yeah, yeah. Because well the budget hearing will be where where people would give feedback. Um, and I don't know, that's usually late August, early yeah, September. The, the calendar says um, it will be on um, August 23rd. Yeah. Okay, so if there's no other, no other comment or discussion on the calendar, we'll move on to, to adjourn the meeting unless anybody has anything further that they want to say or, or any additional points we need to, to cover. Mr. Gensfield here, I move to adjourn. We have a second to adjourn. I'll second. This Dorothy, I'll second to adjourn. Who made the this motion? I'm sorry, I looked down. Andy. Okay, sorry, Mandy. The motion passed to, we have a, all in favor of adjourning at uh, 1013? Aye. Aye. I know dissenting votes, so we are officially adjourned. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, all the city staff and everybody's time. Thank you all. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for allowing me to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs>